Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the November 2018 CTSS quiz. We have 10 terrific cases for you, and I can't believe it's November. Anyway, you look at this first case, you see two cinematic renderings of the mesenteric vessels, and let's just focus on the branches off the SMA. And what do you see? You see multiple aneurysms and multiple pseudoaneurysms and areas of stenosis and focal dilatation. Just a beautiful visualization of what really appears to be a uh, vasculitis. It's not a carcinoid tumor. Carcinoid encases vessels, desmoplastic reaction. IV drug abuse, polyarthritis, nodosa, and lupus all can give you vasculitis, but in this case, there are so many abnormal vessels, including branches off the hepatic artery, uh, and if you look carefully, and I gave you all the images, you would have seen the kidneys involved as well, and you vaguely can see that if you know they're abnormal. And so the idea of looking at this, multiple vessels, multiple aneurysms, multiple narrowings, there's a classic case of polyarthritis nodosa, just a wonderful example of vasculitis, and the importance of looking at the 3D reconstructions. In this case, I ask you what the most likely diagnosis for the renal mass is. There's a solid mass, lower pole, left kidney. There's no vascular invasion, and there's minimal vascularity, and there's a few faint calcifications. You can see it very nicely, the solid and necrotic components within the cinematic rendering. This is not a clear cell because clear cells are very vascular. It's not an oncocytoma. Those are fairly vascular, perhaps with a central scar. I guess in theory you could say, could this be a limited fat angiomyolipoma? Some AMLs have no fat, but this has no fat. But the best diagnosis is a papillary renal cell carcinoma, which this was. We often think of papillaries as small tumors because they're not very aggressive but they can be large, and this is an example of a large papillary renal cell carcinoma. Just a very nice example. In this case, I'm showing you two cinematic renderings, and what you see very nicely is a little over one centimeter mass in the body of the pancreas. You can see the mass is vascular, compare its appearance to the patient's mesenteric vessels, for example. There's no dilated duct, and the texture of the gland looks good. This is not the appearance of an adenocarcinoma, which is typically lower attenuation. It's not the appearance of an IPMN, which is cystic. And because I see both of the kidneys, I'm going to assume it's not metastatic renal cell carcinoma. I guess theoretically you could have had a partial nephrectomy, which recurred. This is more likely a neuroendocrine tumor, and so the best choice in this patient would be an insulinoma. We are looking at cinematic rendering and texture mapping as a way of defining specifically what tumors are, and I thought I would share some cases with you. This patient has a right UPJ, and I'm asking you why. I'm showing you two images. You don't really see the pelvis well. You see the mass effect from the pelvis, and the key thing you see is the presence of two right renal arteries. And you see the second renal artery is low-lying. And on the image on your right, you can see the mass effect from the renal pelvis. And this patient had a UPJ due, due to a crossing lower pole renal artery. CT is very good for looking at UPJ obstruction because you could define and detect the presence of aberrant vessels, be they artery or vein, which need to be fixed in order to solve the problem. Uh, we don't see a stone here, we don't see scarring, classic diagnosis, a uh, second artery causing obstruction at the UPJ. Just a very nice example of that case. 
This patient, a 20-ish year old male, what's the best diagnosis? When you look at the sagittal view, you see the high-grade stenosis in the proximal descending thoracic aorta. You see the dilated left subclavian. You also see large dilated intercostals. And in the view from posterior, look at all of those intercostals and paravertebral vessels. And this is a classic example of a coarctation of the aorta with collateral vessels. Just a beautiful example. Again, cinematic rendering. Uh, this month, I'm showing you a lot of cinematic rendering because I thought I had great cases and I thought you'd appreciate the visualization. Very nice visualization. This patient, OES, though you can't be certain on this image, had a bicuspid aortic valve. The most likely diagnosis in the patient with right lower quadrant pain. If you look at the coronal views, you see several masses, right lower quadrant, partially calcified with a desmoplastic reaction nearby. The volume rendered image with cinematic rendering best shows you the desmoplastic reaction, the multiple tortuous vessels. You see the masses as well. This is not appendicitis and it's not lymphoma. Lymphoma uh, does not have calcified masses unless the patient has had radiation therapy. It's not Crohn's disease. This is a really nice example of a carcinoid tumor with desmoplastic reaction. About 70% of the time, the masses from carcinoid do indeed calcify. And this is just a good example of that finding. This patient was post-trauma, and I asked for the diagnosis. You're seeing a MIP image with bone removal, and then you're seeing a cinematic image. You can see focal dilatation of the patient's uh, left subclavian artery, this subclavian artery aneurysm. It is true this could be due to Ehlers-Danlos. Those patients get aneurysms in multiple vessels, including the subclavian artery. IV drug abuse, not a great vessel, and it's not really a good appearance of vasculitis. So this is a great case of a subclavian artery aneurysm. This patient had chest pain and we're ruling out a dissection and the aorta looked good, the pulmonary arteries looked good, but you'll notice in the upper chest, in the mediastinum, the esophagus looks thickened. It looks like mass effect. What is going on here? So one thing you want to exclude, of course, is Zenker's diverticulum, but you wouldn't see such soft tissue mass. This is not an aortic dissection. It's not mediastinitis, perhaps, at this point. And I guess it could be esophagitis with a really bad thickened esophagus, but it was only the proximal esophagus. This was very focal. This was, an ad this was an adenocarcinoma of the esophagus. It's important to recognize that one of the causes of chest pain besides aorta and PE and osteomyelitis and many other causes is things related to the esophagus. Bad es esophagitis, especially immunosuppressed patients, is not uncommon. And occasionally, and believe it or not, I've seen two cases in the last three or four months, you will see a uh, esophageal cancer as the cause of the patient's symptoms. In this patient post-recent cath, what's the best diagnosis? You see a CTA, you see cinematic rendering, and you see a pseudoaneurysm of the radial artery. And this patient had the catheterization through the radial artery, and this is one of the complications. You can get bleeding, but you can get pseudoaneurysms, and that's the finding of note. Just a beautiful example and cinematic really shows you the vessels as well as the muscle very nicely on this set of images. This patient had known IV drug abuse. 
uh, patient was uh, injecting drugs and had pain in the arm. What's the diagnosis? Well, without looking at the images, you always think of complications like abscesses, osteomyelitis, but you also think of vascular complications. And here's a beautiful pseudoaneurysm of the brachial artery. Brachial artery pseudoaneurysms can be due to trauma, uh, can be due to uh, vasculitis, can be due to Ehlers-Danlos. Uh, in an IV drug abuse patient, you got to think about them as the patient keeps puncturing the vessels. Getting bronchial artery pseudoaneurysms is not an uncommon finding. This, of course, is not spasm. It's not a sarcoma. Just a beautiful example of a pseudoaneurysm. Well, I've now shown you 10 terrific cases. I've focused this month on showing you a number of cinematic renderings. I've shown you a number of vascular cases, some common cases, some unusual cases. But I think at the end of the day, hopefully you learned something. And hopefully we'll see you back here one month from today. Have a great month, a great week, and a great day. Catch you later. Bye.